Chapter thirty three of the Story of Manhattan by Charles Hemstreet. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter thirty three concerning the Tammany Society and Burr's Bank. There was formed just about this time, in fact, the very month after Washington's inauguration, an organization which was called the Tammany Society, and out of this society grew the great political body. Tammany Hall. The Tammany Society took its name from a celebrated Indian chief, and at first had, as its central purpose, the effort to keep a love of country strong in every heart. The best men in the city belonged to the Tammany Society, which held meetings and transacted business under all sorts of odd and peculiar forms. It divided the seasons of the year into the season of blossoms, the season of fruits, the season of moons, and the seasons of snows, instead of spring, summer, autumn, and winter, and the head of the order was called the Grand Sachem, or Chief. New York now became a very active and a very brilliant city indeed, and all manner of improvements were made. The first sidewalks were laid along Broadway, just above St. Paul's Chapel. They were pavements of brick, so narrow that two persons could scarcely walk along side by side. Then the high hill crossed by Broadway, just above the common, was cut away so that the street stretched away as broad and as straight as you see it today. Numbers were put on the houses, and streets were cut through the wastelands about the collect pond and the barracks which were built for the British soldiers were torn away as unsightly structures. These barracks were log huts, a story high, enclosed by a high wall. The gate at one end, called Tryon's Gate, gave the name to Tryon's Row as it now exists. Trinity Church, which had been in ruins since the fire, was rebuilt, as well as many, many other houses. Now the fact that the city was the seat of the national government, and was the home of Washington, had much to do with its improvement. But New York had only been fixed upon as the capital temporarily, and a dozen states were anxious for that honor. Finally, in the second year that Washington was president, it was decided to build a city which should be the seat of the general government on land given by the states of Maryland and Virginia for that purpose, and called the District of Columbia. While the city, which was given the name of Washington, was being built, the seat of government was to be in Philadelphia, and Washington went there to live. A great many of the gay and brilliant company that had been attracted to the capital followed him there, and for a time New York languished in neglect. It now began to look as though the United States would be drawn into another war with Great Britain, for the French Revolution was in progress, and the French people were at war with the English, and thought that the Americans should help them, as they had helped the Americans in revolutionary times. But President Washington, and some of the very wise and good people about him, thought it best to have nothing to do with it. So a treaty was made between England and the United States and the French did not get the help they asked. Some of the citizens of New York, quite a large number of them, were very angry when they heard of this treaty, and burned a copy of it on the Bowling Green, with all sorts of threats. But after a time, 
those who had shouted against it changed their minds they had something more serious to think of nearer home before many years for the smallpox broke out in the city and thousands upon thousands hurried away to escape the dread disease all business was at a standstill and even the churches were closed when the scourge had spent its force it was found that more than two thousand had died of it there was one man who took advantage of the smallpox scare to his own profit this was aaron burr you will remember him as a boy fighting by the side of montgomery in canada he was now a lawyer known for his great skill the country over a man of education and deep learning he was the leader of a political party a party which contented with fought with disagreed with at every turn the party of which alexander hamilton was one of the chief leaders now there were two banks in the city both of which were under the control of the party to which alexander hamilton belonged aaron burr determined that his party should have a bank too the citizens were prejudiced against banks and did not want a new one but burr determined to establish one and set about it in a most peculiar way all at once the report got about that the smallpox had been caused by the well water this was about all there was to drink in the city except that which came from a few springs and was said to be very impure indeed so aaron burr and his friends secured a charter for a company that was to supply clear pure water this pleased the citizens very much but there was a clause in the charter to the effect that as all the money might not be needed for the bringing of water into the city that which remained could be used for any purpose the company saw fit only those in the secret understood that the money was to be used to start a bank so the company dug deep wells not far from the collect pond and pumped water from them into a reservoir which was built close by the common on chamber street and then sent it through the city by means of curious wooden pipes this water was really just as impure as that which had before been taken from the wells and it was not long before the new water works were known to be a failure then the company gave all their attention to the bank which had in the meanwhile been started this company of aaron burrs was called the manhattan company and their manhattan bank has been kept going ever since and is still in existence in a fine large building in wall street so you see aaron burr this time got the better of alexander hamilton and his friends if you turn the page you will read more of hamilton and burr end of chapter thirty three